0: Dirty Sports Podcast. I said, "Welcome
1: to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe
0: Bruno." Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California with my co-host Joey. No chill, now.
1: Hello, Andy. Good
0: morning, Joseph.
1: Good morning. How is this Monday treating you?
0: It's good. I uh, got up about 7.50 a.m. Gave myself that extra 10 minutes. You ever do that when you set the alarm? Sure.
1: I'm glad I did you give yourself was that is that 10 minutes of laying in bed?
0: No, just 10 minutes I I should say I I wanted to do 10 minutes earlier just to give myself an extra yeah, give myself an extra 10 minutes to do things this morning.
1: And how's it being back in Venice? It's okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'll just be honest. We discussed it before we went live. There have been it's been a week now. There's been some encampments. Basically with the city putting up caution tape by the handball courts, which are next to the basketball courts, or bracket-
1: my, This is my favorite thing. You coming back and noticing things that have been like that, those homes inside the handball court, they've those people have been there since you left. They've been there, yeah. That's the that the handball courts are now owned by uh, that's a there's a uh, an HOA there, there's a homeowners association. You have to have references to get in. Parking spots are divvied out on a first-come, 1st first serve basis. Yeah, that's been there for literally months. I think that was honestly there before you left, Yeah, probably, and you just didn't notice. But, uh, yeah, the handball courts are, are no longer handball courts and probably will never be again because yeah. they're, that's just a homeless encampment.
0: Well, now. it's interesting talking to people who've been here a while. The mayor thinks Venice is headed back to 80s when it was a disaster. Now, he wasn't here yet, surprisingly, yet in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. But, he, got here
1: in, he got here in 91.
0: But he knows he knows about the 80s. And I was talking to some people yesterday.
1: His hair was here in the 80s. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's been here since. Yeah. So I guess the 80s was kind of a debacle. Kind of like New York City in the 80s. Remember how crime-ridden and the murder rate was so high in New York in the 80s. I guess Venice was like that. And there's big concerns that it's headed that way. And I think you're right. Once you lose something... It's tough to get it back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. I mean, every day, something new. Uh, I see something new in Venice that, that boggles my mind. There is a full-on structure that has been built up on Venice Boulevard, like right where the library is.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that.
1: Yeah, with bamboo walls. Yes. Like a full survivor hut.
0: So if you made a right onto that small street. Yeah. I saw in, that in, last the night. Golden,
1: what used to be known as the Golden Triangle. Yeah. Which is now, I don't know, a shit triangle or whatever. Yeah.
0: However a full structure.
1: There's there's running water in there. I like there's, there's a
0: TV. I like the Survivor. Yeah, because there's tongue. like wicker and like bamboo. I'm gonna get a picture of that. Put it on my Instagram. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I did go to the beach though. That was nice. We had a nice weekend. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. I was got it, was the beach crowded here? Yeah, it was crowd. I went I biked about a mile and a half down. Went to Marina del Rey on Saturday. Like I got up there kind of early. I was out there for hours, but yeah it's good to see how hot the women are like like I'm not saying that they're not hot in Ohio, but I mean man I'm sitting the, I was at the beach all day and you just every girl is good looking and even if they're not the hottest, they have a great body and every dude's jacked you're like, man, forgot how in shape everybody was but you get but you have a yard in Ohio. <laughs> Hey man, don't don't so it's,
1: you know it's a balance.
0: Don't don't front the, Don't front the yard thing. <laughs> Although I I do have some very sad news. Speaking of the yard, I had a picture sent to me last night. A squirrel has gotten the last tomato. Oh no! From That's the garden, it. rip the garden. And I called my dad this morning. He said it was a disastrous year.
1: Which Cause you because you mocked Walt for standing outside and just staring at things. He was on squirrel watch the whole time. Yeah. He was just watching for squirrels and then you shamed him and then he was like, "All right, well, Andy's making fun of me standing outside all day. I'm going to start just going inside and watching TV. Now the squirrels have have taken over. It's it's honestly a lot like Venice, you know? Once the cops decided that they were only focusing on uh, you know, people silently protesting police brutality, the the squirrels have taken over every every nook and cranny of the neighborhood.
0: Well, I don't know if I fully agree with that assessment, but the Ruther Curse kind of struck the garden. I mean, my dad, I planted everything this year. The Ruther
1: Curse is like a tornado that has run across the entire country at this point.
0: Well, we just discussed it. Well, before we get to the Cardinals, I planted everything. My dad has never let anybody else plant. I planted every plant in that garden. And he said to me this morning, this was one of the worst seasons we've ever had for <laughs> tomatoes. And I said, it sounds like you're blaming me. He goes, I'm not blaming you. I didn't fertilize it enough. And there are things I didn't do that I normally do. I have extra nets that I set up to prevent the squirrels. But he goes, this was a bad season, especially for the tomatoes. Well, geez, Dad, I planted everything. But then I told you before the show, the Cardinals have played five games. Five. Five. My my Cincinnati Reds have played 16 Mm -hmm. to compare it they played 11 last. games. That's why I wore my
1: Cardinals hat today. I was like, the Cardinals need some TV time. They have, the Cardinals have not made an appearance on television in
0: like two weeks. But get this, Joe. I was in St. Louis the 31st of July, flew back to L.A. August 3rd. All the St. Louis Cardinals cases of COVID and all the cancellations started the day I arrived in St. Louis. The Ruther curse. I brought the curse to... STL
1: yeah, and you were in the uh and you were in the Midwest, and now the big Ten has decided to shut down football entirely yeah like I-, I gotta say the people of Ohio if you take away Ohio state football, what do they have left really the macaroni chili the spaghetti chili like I mean top five most important things in the entire state of Ohio where does Ohio state football rank? got to be one.
0: It's up there. You always forget Montgomery Inn. You've never had Montgomery Inn. I don't. Well, that's ribs. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing that Eddie has had shipped to him that yeah. he loves so yeah. much.
1: But I'm saying, if Montgomery, if Montgomery Inn shut down entirely forever, it would not cause the backlash that Ohio State possibly not playing their season has caused just in the last 24 hours. Just saying, you went to the Midwest and the Big Ten is can Packed. Pac 12, are they going to follow? Cuz you followed out here to California. Stay out of the stay out of the southeast. Those SEC towns need their college football. Oh, college football's done.
0: It's done. Put the kibosh on college football.
1: I'm fine with it. Good. We you know, I know there's a lot happening in college football right now. There was a demand letter. There was a uh, There's
0: been multiple demand letters.
1: There was a a really kind of hilarious Trevor Lawrence thread. Uh, there was the announcement, basically, that the the Big Ten, Big Twelve, Big Ten, uh, had voted. And what would that vote come down to? Twelve or fourteen or something like that?
0: So every school supposedly last night voted against the season. Except this is the.
1: Athletic are just the presidents of the university.
0: Uh, That's a good question. I'm not exactly sure. It's not
1: the coaches, because because Jim Harbaugh wrote a long letter today all about his COVID cases and
0: their number of cases or lack thereof. I don't know who voted, but supposedly everybody voted against the season except for Iowa and Nebraska. Because
1: as far as, honestly... Nebraska will give Ohio a run for the money of things that they've got going on besides oh, come college on. football. It doesn't even compare. <laughs> Nebraska. It doesn't even compare. You don't have Nebraska football. They they should they should they should block off the exits. I, Where's I, anybody going? I've been to Nebraska. I've been through Nebraska. I have been to
0: Lincoln, where the university is.
1: That's Who, not true. Actually, I spent I spent I did my that comedy festival in Nebraska.
0: By the way, lovely. I think I think Lincoln, I love Lincoln. O Street, that's the big street that they go out. If you go to University of Nebraska, fun street, tons of bars. But they got nothing there. Omaha's cool. Omaha's chill. I've spent some time in Omaha. But yeah, don't even don't even don't even disrespect my home state by putting Nebraska near the level of Ohio. I and mean, that's just that's just disrespect. But it's gone, Joe. It's college football is gone and I think people are—they're lost right now, but I would say that there are a
1: lot of people that are listening to this right now, and I know our fan base, and I've had a lot of, you know, the, this whole this these unprecedented times have shown me a lot about. Like, I love so many of the Dirt Balls, I really do. the The amount of like positive support that we've gotten from the Dirt Balls during all this, like because we've kept on doing the show and whatever. Uh, thank you everybody who like just sends notes and stuff like that because it's been awesome. But I've also seen the flip side of that coin. The flip side of that coin is, is the people that are, there are people who are not, have probably not put the nail in the coffin. Like you, Andy, that college football has done. They're hanging on. They need it. And also you're woke just for saying it. And, and how dare you even want college football players to have rights and how, you know, Everybody's a capitalist until college football is on the, on the chopping block. And then it's like, no, I'm definitely a socialist where I don't want my college football players getting paid or any sort of health benefits or anything. I just want slave football. Give me
0: my slave football. Well, that's I want to talk about what I think most people aren't talking about. This has nothing to do with COVID. I'm just going to say it. I mean, it does, but not as much as people think. The current situation in college football, follow the money. Everything in life, I always say, follow the money trail, right? This is politics. This is business. Anything you do, you follow the money. This has nothing to do with COVID. For the most part, guys, it doesn't. I don't care what people are saying on Twitter.
1: Well, I'm going to I'm gonna read you a, a, the tweet that I sent you yesterday that I thought summed it up perfectly. The Roger Sherman. The Roger tweet. Sherman from the, the Ringer tweet. He said, they said, quote, we're going to lose tons of money if we don't play football unquote then some players said quote if you make us play in a pandemic we want some of the money from now on and suddenly the season's off I guess they realized losing one season costs costs less than paying players forever basically yes the the pandemic and covid and whatever is certainly a, a the, what sparked the the issue and what put the season on hold and what caused players to start texting each other and what caused, you know, players to, you know, somewhat think about the idea of unionizing. But the bottom line is all of that stuff was just going to be bull- bulldozed through when it seemed like they were going to be able to get play as business as usual. And then once this talk started becoming Honestly, it does. It, there, there has been no financial demands. There's been no nothing. It's
0: literally at this point. Well, there has from from like the Pac-12 players, and they demand that there has been some financial demands. I know.
1: My point is, the season is being canceled at the thought of it. Exactly at the, at the idea. That we should have a voice, that we should have a say, that we should have a union, that we should have a group, that we should have some sort of compensation, that you're going to have to answer to us in any regard. That's when people are like, fuck them,
0: we're out. It's true. I think all this is true, and COVID was a catalyst, just like in many other businesses. What's happening now, I try to look for a silver lining in things, and obviously COVID has been awful for the world but certain businesses or certain antiquated models that were already headed towards their demise have only been accelerated because of covid we discussed last episode basically the united states of america the movie theaters yeah right that was that was projecting to basically become a dying business it's the same way with college football guys it's the same way the players are eventually going to get leverage and more rights and more power. It's been basically tilted that way for a while, and I bet it would have taken a lot longer. But COVID, like yeah, you because said,
1: nothing. Oh, there was no crack in the door. Exactly. They, they had they had a vault door shut, and on one side was the NCAA and all of their money, and on the other side was players. You know, getting their getting their first six concussions before point zero zero three percent of them go to the NFL and get a couple more concussions like you talk about you know the 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 COVID hoaxer group which again the people I said to you before the show the people who take college football way too seriously and the COVID hoaxer groups is a pretty much a circle uh but the, the people talking about the death rates of COVID are blah 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 blah, blah. the percentage of college athletes that go on to play professional sports is lower than that. So the idea that we're that we have ever propped up college sports as like, a well, it's all a thing because, you know, a lot of these players uh, have an opportunity to showcase for leagues and whatever. It's like, that's such a small percentage of players in such a small percentage of the sports. It's a total sham to use that as justification for the NCAA being a, a cash printing machine that uses student athletes. And I put that in quotes because the money making sports, those athletes are barely students. And in the sports that don't make any money, they are more students than athletes. You know what I mean? We have more students than athletes, but like they have to go to school, too.
0: And we have to look at the bigger picture, guys. You just do. You, like, don't be blinded by, again, the easy headline of, oh, they're canceling this because of COVID. No. First of all, the money is a major play here. This isn't Major League Baseball. This isn't the NBA. This isn't at the NFL. The TV contracts with college football are not nearly worth the billions of dollars. Because in college football, yeah, the SEC has a
1: thing with CBS, but that's spread out through the entire SEC. Whereas in baseball, the Yankees have the yes network. Well, Every look, game that the Yankees put on the yes network goes to in the Yankees' pocket.
0: Well, look, the college football has their own ACC network, SEC, Big right. Ten. They but have that's the-
1: still spread out between all those schools.
0: Exactly. So my point is the revenue for these college football games is so reliant on fans. Once the school presidents and the athletic directors realize they can't have fans or a reduced number of fans, that, that affects their bottom line. So Again, follow the money trail. It's about money. If they can't have 100,000 people watching Ohio State-Michigan, why play the game? That's how they look at it. It has nothing to do with COVID, and anybody who tells you that is a moron. They're just, they're just an idiot. It has nothing to do with that. Well, it
1: has something to do with that because they can't, have fans there because, because of, of COVID. covid right
0: in that regard it does i i agree but people are getting lost in oh only this many people die guys it's all about money and in the long term like i keep saying this will be the best thing to happen because the whole system it's it's not just about- it, but,
1: but you say that and i feel that way but a lot of people don't agree with you and a lot of people refi- will like will never agree with you there are tons and t- millions and millions and millions of people who don't care whether or not the college football players have rights or are taken care of or whatever. They 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 just want Ohio State football. They just want Alabama football. They don't even treat those people like their people. As soon as they're gone into the NFL, goodbye forever. They're not they're not now suddenly rooting for the you know. Uh, New Orleans Saints because Michael Thomas is there. They're not suddenly, uh, you know, Miami Dolphins fans because Tua's there. No, they're college football fans, and those people are just a product to them, and they don't care about them. Lots of people, a lot, a lot, you know, in some parts of the country, the majority of the people, and that's proven by the fact that we've seen it when we talk about other sports. No one cared – People just were like, Colin Kaepernick, play football and shut the fuck up. And he's like, uh, black people are being shot by police. And they're like, shut the fuck up. We don't care about your opinion. You're not a human being. Just play the game we like.
0: But I think I think most people, where I disagree there, I think most people know the NCAA is a sham.
1: And- but, but I think I would argue that a lot of them know and don't give a shit.
0: Because what's going to happen here is the domino effect is already in the process of ending the current state of not just football, college athletics as we know it. And and also, what no one is talking about, Bye Joe, forever. <laughs> what no one is talking about, which I want to talk about on this show, is that the other major problem is how the whole system is set up for the entire university or the university system. So why is Ohio State so reliant on football? For the whole university. Not just the athletic program. The whole university relies so much. And I believe Ohio State is the second largest undergrad enrollment in the whole country. It's a massive university. Why are they so reliant on on one sport. that That is a problem set because up. Because
1: that's what I said to you before about Ohio. Like if you take Ohio State football, like how high on the list is that? They use that for enrollment. They use that to for sell, donors to, For donors. People, when you go to the bookstore, you can buy an Ohio State sweatshirt. It doesn't have to say Ohio State football. A lot of people buy Ohio State shit because that relates to their football team. Sure. You know what I mean? That like people say, "Oh, you're wearing an Alabama. Oh, did you go to Alabama?" Like if you wear if I wear a Lehigh sweatshirt around, people go, "Did you go to Lehigh?" Yeah. If I wear an Ohio State sweatshirt around, people go, "He's an Ohio State fan." Sure. It's like it's, it's different. Th- they're using that as a thing. And this isn't the case with all schools. Stanford Athletics like are good, yeah. Arguably, win. I think you know, over the if you look over the last whatever 25 years, or whatever, like across sports, they win more championships in, across all college athletics than a lot of schools. Um, but they also provide a great education. It and again, this isn't for every school, but the best schools tend to not have the best athletics. And the worser schools tend to have better athletics because that's the divide there. Let's get, you know, 100,000 Ohio people to come here and be football fans. And and that's their goal. And the Ivy League is like, we're canceling football and we're going to be fine because all these people are going to go on to be, you know, pillars of industry and, and politicians and scientists and whatever, and they're going to throw money back to this. They need it because... That's what they're providing.
0: But again, it's a university, right? Like, I I just want to get back to the bare bones, which I think is kind of lost in the mix. The whole point of a college is higher education. And you could argue that the football program has nothing to do with the institution of education or higher learning. I've been saying that for how long on the show? So... Through their connection, it's created this problem, which is obviously years upon years in the making. But it's it's also driven by capitalism, and that's how things kind of have played out. But again, the whole point of a university is to learn. But it's not really if it's that connected to the football program and the revenue that the football program. And I would in.
1: argue again. And and by the way, I, I just want to, you know, recover my stance on this. That I've talked about on the show. I'm actually not pro players getting paid. Yeah. Um, in college. I'm pro getting rid of the players who are getting paid and making it a true st- place for student athletes. And let's. Take down the sham of a system that is minor league football and minor league basketball, you know, masquerading as student athletes. And let's give those players who are going to go pro the opportunity to earn a living wage playing their sport, whether that be in some sort of minor league system or some sort of developmental leagues or whatever. It's the same way they do in hockey, the same way they do in soccer, the same way they do in baseball all around the world, except for the United States, basically. Um like I, I i am not let's play the players but you said this is capitalism but it's really not like yeah it's capitalism on one end but again they're taking advantage yeah. of these players by not giving them a single nickel sure. for their for their athletic contributions that pay the majority of the way for the school now you like
0: well the again, argument
1: back would be they're getting a free education which exactly my point which i am actually in favor of give them their education, and their education is free, and they go to school. Now, the, the problem is they have all these terrible rules about how they can't work and how they can't earn money, and, and all of that is set up in place to counter 200 student-athletes in all of college sports who are going to get a sham job working at a fucking car dealership so that they go to the University of Texas so they can have a $60,000 a year job that they never show up to. It's like it's all a bullshit system set up to fuck over the the 0.01% of them that could go pro today. Yeah. Let student-athletes be student-athletes. Let those other guys. You want to talk about capitalism? Let Jadavian Clowney... Be a developmental NFL player at 18 years old. Because he was killing people at 19. He was murdering Michigan running back at 19, 19 years old. They're dead. So Trevor Lawrence, how old was he? Like, he was 18 when he first made his start? And everybody knew, and now we're still waiting. Trevor Lawrence is writing letters because Trevor Lawrence is like, I've been the number one overall pick for two full years, and now I don't get to play? Yeah. He should have been able to go the second he proved it. Sure. Instead of writing some nonsensical tweet thread about how if he's at if he's under fucking Dabo's thumb, he's going to be in the uh, in the in the Clemson bubble, but if he has to go over his hometown, he's just going to go out fucking to parties, start making out with random people. Like, dude, you're either smart enough to not fucking put yourself in a position to get COVID, or you're not. And the idea, when we've seen it time and time, how many fucking videos of student athletes doing dumb shit, Baker Mayfield running from cops, people getting into fights at fast food restaurants, all this stuff, have we seen? The idea that they're going to be at school doing football and therefore not be doing dumb college kid shit is so ludicrous. You know what proves... That they're going to do dumb shit? Trevor Lawrence's tweet thread.
0: Because it's dumb as shit. And also, you're dumb as hell at that age. Exactly. Regardless of if you're an athlete, I was a complete and utter moron. Probably until 30, but especially from 18 to 23.
1: But dude, there's there's athletes that go on to be pro athletes that do all this dumb sure. shit. Like, the idea that, like— It's it's ridiculous. I mean, it, just in theory alone, it's dumb. If I don't have a coach around, I'm just going to go crazy. I'm going to go to keg parties. Yeah. Oh, but you're not going to go to keg parties if you're at Clemson? Uh, exactly. It's so fucking stupid. Exactly. And honestly, every single person has been like, whoop, wish everybody would think more like Trevor Lawrence. You're an idiot.
0: Yeah. The the whole thing is, is, is broken, and I'm going to enjoy watching it crumble. I will. I will enjoy watching this archaic system that has needed to be blown the hell up for a long time, watching it go down. And guess what, guys? It's not about I told you so. When there's no college football, that literally affects my bottom line. It does. It affects my money. I lose money without college football, but I'm willing to say, hey, I don't need college football for a season if in the long term we've created a better system. I can deal without having Bama LSU for one year. I think people are they're so short-sighted we need it we need we don't need shit we just don't for people to say we need college football or we need whatever we don't
1: but there there are there are tons of people that hide behind their bullshit and they believe that 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 support this system there are tons of people that don't want to see their schools get worse at football or worse at basketball because players have more rights because you people aren't funneled into these six institutions to be great at college football. Like players having more rights, players having more say players, having more opportunity to go get, make a career on their sport. That does not help Ohio state football. No, that does not help Kentucky basketball. That does not help North Carolina basketball. That doesn't help these things because Though, I mean, you look at the Kentuckys and the Dukes and the Alabama footballs and these and the Ohio State footballs, these schools that people go to to showcase for a couple years, when you give those kids the opportunity to showcase in other ways, to go, it. who's going to Kentucky for a year?
0: They're not, unless they can play hoops. Exactly. I think people need to start getting... They, what needs to happen is this whole thing obviously is getting blown up hopefully hopefully it is and uh we need to have guys that can showcase their ability to sell amazing products like butcher box joe right like that's what we need that 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 i'm about to do an advertisement for butcher box which by the way is a great product but if i went to clemson i couldn't get on a podcast and say hey butcher box delivers quality meat directly to your house.
1: Yeah, butcher box is fantastic. And you know what? I got I have I have some news to break to the people in Ohio and the people in Florida and the people in Texas. You can just cook steak, you can just cook ribs, you can just cook burgers. It doesn't have to be because you're watching college football.
0: Just eat a steak on a Saturday for fun. Yeah. Make some chili on a Saturday, cuz. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individuals. So you can get the whole family together down in Tuscaloosa, and you can cook you some delicious, antibiotic-free butcher box meat. And after that meal, you can yell, Rope Tide, y'all! Guys, get you some butcher box. Just go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. Get you some meat like I'm saying directly to your house. I like that.
1: I love it. It's the best thing. Uh, my my thing with butcherbox is I just don't. I don't like. I, I do most of my shopping at the supermarket, and I, I'm not. I'm not really a fan of the meat quality I see in the most of the supermarkets around here. And it's like, why go to a specialty store? Why, why do I have to go to the supermarket and then go to a specialty store for my meat when I can just go to the supermarket and get all the things I need and have ButcherBox deliver my specialty meats at a better price to my door?
0: Exactly. So go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. Okay, Prano. We've got some sports going on these days. Yeah. Which is nice. Lots of sports going on. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a heavy sports weekend. We've got baseball. We got basketball, the bubbles in full swing. We had some golf on.
0: Did you watch any golf?
1: I watched a little bit. I still, uh, you know. It's tough to watch. It's it, it's tough. It's it's such sleepy time stuff. Like the idea, you know, everybody these days, and we're all guilty of it, on playing on our phones while we're doing other stuff. Like, you know, I, I'll do that when I'm watching shows half the time now. I binge watch Perry Mason all weekend. And uh, like you know, I just tune out. It's really hard not to tune out during golf. I watched a little bit of it, but you know, maybe I wasn't interested because Tiger Woods didn't play in the tournament. I don't know. Uh, maybe like I've I've been told that's a reason why, why golf ratings do well, or there was no interest in.
0: I I think that's true though.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know. I I I, I, I tuned in in the afternoon, and I I guess he withdrew before the the weekend or something. I don't know what happened. But uh, I tuned in around like noon yesterday or something like that. And, uh, but uh, I, I got to say, the, one, the, one, the other thing about golf is uh, it was nice that it was a West Coast thing. So it was going later. Because usually, you know, golf on the East Coast, they're wrapping up at 3 o'clock.
0: Because they were playing at San Francisco.
1: Right. They were playing in San Francisco. I did see, uh, I, I saw maybe an hour, 90 minutes worth of golf on in the background. Uh, Which was the end where this... Well,
0: I couldn't believe what happened at 15 in in San Francisco. Did you see what happened? No. A homeless guy shit in the hole. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we have no, we have no, <laughs> we have, as LA, we have no, we can't even make homeless jokes. We have like, we have like 10 times the amount of homeless people in San Francisco. Do we?
0: Like, yeah. like, like I told you, there's a battle. We, we've I discussed.
1: 5,000 or 6,000 homeless people in San Francisco. There's like a hundred
0: thousand. No, there's more than 5,000 in San Francisco. Something like, we, we I, have a lot more. Oh, we do. We have like 60 000 to 70,000 homeless in LA. San Francisco has got to have more than 5,000.
1: I don't know. We have a lot more. I know that. We have like. 10 times the amount. But anyway, it's a solid joke regardless. That course looked fun. It's cool that they were playing it at like a Muni. You know, it's cool they were playing at like a public course there. Course looked tough. I did see the one shot that everybody's talking about on, I guess I was on the 16th, where the dude, you know, hits his drive to 13 feet of the cup and then Colin,
0: is it pronounced Morikawa?
1: Yeah. 23 years old. 23. Went, went to Cal. Yeah, went right up the road to Berkeley. So he's he's probably played a lot of those Bay Area courses. Lots of good golf up there. He, I think I
0: read, he. yeah, he had played it maybe six times, mm-hmm.
1: that course. That's good to have that that kind of handle on it. You know, for me watching golf, especially now that I'm playing more golf, I'm more interested in the course and the scenery itself than I am, like, what these guys are doing. Because, like, I don't know. It's like... I like bowling, I like playing darts, but I don't like watching people do it. You yeah. know what I mean there's because, in a way, I guess there's there's still a lack of like an opponent. Sure, you know what I mean. This is just like, and I am well aware. And anybody who watched two weeks to Pebble knows I'm well aware that golf is a, a game. You're you're competing with yourself. It's a mental game. You're competing with f- trying to focus every single time. You have to basically focus on focusing. But like, I you know it doesn't. I, I don't take a lot of joy in watching these guys just like try to stay focused. I'll watch golf long enough to like see the whole course and then be like, okay.
0: You want to hear? You want to hear what my buddies learned about me with that round we played in St. Louis? I played better when my buddy would bring up good sexual experiences I've had with girls. While you were hitting? Like, right before I'd hit. He'd be like, yo, think about blah, blah, blah from that time and so and so. And I'm like, yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> and then I'd have a good hit, a good uh-huh. shot. Yeah, yeah, so my buddy learned. My, my buddy was like, dude, we figured it out with Reuther." You just say, bring up a good, positive sexual story. I mean, story. This,
1: this, has been, this is Ben. This is like a well-known thing. I mean, it's your happy place. That's oh. what he was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, a midget with the, with the <laughs> pictures of beer,
0: riding a, <laughs> riding, a, riding a tricycle. I never thought of it. Yeah, he went full Happy Gilmore on me. Yeah. And it was. He'd be like, yo, think about this and that. I'm uh, like, by
1: the way, I— uh, when Happy Gilmore came out, you could say midget. I meant to say little person on a tricycle holding pictures of beer.
0: Cancelled, cancelled. You couldn't even do that scene now. Yeah, no. I do that. Do you do that, Joe? I do that all the time. Where I'm watching movies. I was hanging out at the mayor's yesterday with him, and one of his buddies, and we were having some. We were cooking some food, and Varsity Blues was on in the background, and. We were just saying certain – like, we, we don't even think John Voight could even portray how big of a dick he is. I don't even know. It's a high school football players now yeah. in a movie. I have no idea. Like, everything's changed so much. But, yeah, that was my happy place. And you and I, we're going to golf on Thursday? We're going to golf on Thursday after the show. Who's, I was e- I was even going to say – Who's our threesome?
1: Oh, it's just twosome. Me and you. Me and you. A little they're, side bets? Yeah, sure. I mean, you'll probably –
0: you have more Look,
1: experience than me. I'm terrible at golf, so don't you know? Although I and did the, play, I did play twenty. We're gonna play Penmar. And this I is par three. Tw- no, no, there's there's par fours there. I think it's a it's not- thirty. I think it's it's nine holes. I think it's a, it's a par thirty four. So what there? I think there's, I believe there's six par fours and three par threes.
0: Okay. So the where we're gonna golf is right where near Andy Lazarus lives. And no lie. Outside of the Penmar golf course. Oh, it's a homeless bonanza. I'm talking guys I mean, lining the entire course. It's like a half mile. At least a quarter of a mile.
1: And Penmar's famous. That's where uh Harrison Ford crashed his plane. Um Andy Lazarus is talking about like getting a cannibal introducing a cannibal to the community there. <laughs> He want, he wants somebody to just start eating people there, and I was like, Andy, I think I think we need a document. I said I asked Andy. I go, Andy, w- like, what would you? I was like, if you, like, what would you pay to like remove the homeless thing here? because he, he's talking about his, you know, home value. Yeah, like his property value. It's
0: probably going down.
1: Yeah, and he's like, I would pay ten thousand dollars to clear out the homeless thing, and I was like, well, you don't need a cannibal. I was like, let me get my brother John on the horn. John's definitely got you know for ten thousand dollars. John's got a
0: plan. It's like a quarter to a half mile of tents. We we need to video this. Yeah. Outside the fence on the sidewalk along the golf course. And then across the street are all million dollars and up homes. Yeah. This that this, that's what's so crazy about the situation. Is like a massive homeless encampment encampment a golf course. And then multi million dollar homes.
1: Well, it's a municipal golf course, so it's LA owned, which means LA City is just like, whatever, sure, live on our golf course. But yeah, we're gonna play there. I was gonna even say to you if you want later today, we could we could head over to the range. You Maybe can get, you, you can get a you can get a, a bucket in before we play on Thursday.
0: You know, I'm, I'm
1: You wanna go cold?
0: I kinda like going cold.
1: Go cold. I'm playing the day before. So I'll be play- I'm playing Wednesday. Okay. And I might hit the range today, so I'm gonna have a lot of practice. I don't know if I have you. time.
0: I gotta, I got something tonight. I gotta get my workout in. I'm being diligent on that. You gotta get those miles in, fam. Do your thing, dog. Yeah. Did feel good for that beach sand to touch my feet yesterday. Did you run yesterday on the beach? I did. my My right foot is jacked. I need an MRI, but I'm I'm not paying for that right now. Ever since I injured it two months ago, it's – I'm sh- I'm fighting through the pain, but, I mean, how long can you do that? Like, how many miles can you put on a foot that's clearly damaged? I don't know. I don't run. And also, I have a whole damage issue,
1: so I'm not running anywhere. Yeah. I, mean, I wasn't running before I was hurt. That knee, man. Yeah. Well, now I'm in, like, this – I'm in this, like, terrible – portion of physical therapy where like last week on, uh, what was that Thursday? And I think again, tomorrow, it was literally 45 minutes of like having my leg extended onto like a chair with basically nothing underneath me. And just, uh, a, a physical therapist pushing down on my leg, just trying to 45 minutes. of just trying to straighten my leg. Cause I can't, I still can't like get this leg quite straight. Although yeah. it's coming a long way in the last couple of weeks. But
0: you think, uh, you think a little float lab isolation tank might be good for you?
1: I don't think so. You know what You know what has been helpful more than the float lab isolation? It's been that CBD we got. Oh, yeah. That CBD has been like... The cushy I, dreams. I, I, I smoke some of that cushy dreams, and then I just lay out, and I've been doing it myself. So now my thing is, I at home, I put my leg up on my bed. I sit in a chair. I have two pillowcases tied together, filled with books on either side, and I just hang it on my knee and I just keep puffing that CBD, keep smoking that cushy dream just to stay relaxed, try to keep that, get that knee extended.
0: Yeah, guys, cushy dreams is amazing, is the bomb. I was smoking it this weekend, so I finally watched episode nine of Star Wars. Okay. The Right, gotcha. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And uh, I was smoking Cushy Dreams, which, which, again, I love because it's, C- it's smokable CBD, but you don't get all baked. It's a nice—like, for me, it, it was a nice thing to get me nice and relaxed. Guys, it ships directly in all 50 states. There's no worries. You can smoke your CBD. It's like a high-quality marijuana. It feels like marijuana, and it tastes like marijuana— but it's just CBD. The THC is under .3%. I love those pre-roll joints. They also have it in the flower. It comes in indica, sativa blends like Energy Hustle, Relax, and Dream. Go to cushydreams.com and get 15% off your first order. That's K-U-S-H-Y.com. Smoke your CBD, fam, and you will feel good. And we're already talking about two different experiences.
1: CushyDreams dot com or it's Cushy dot com. dot com. K U S H Y dreams dot com.
0: Yeah. It's great. Love the pre rolled joints.
1: Yeah. I, I think the stuff's fantastic. It's been it's been great for my all kinds of physical relaxation, all kinds of working out and PT and post golf and pre golf Because, you know, that that's the thing with me and the golf is like I, everybody's like, "Oh no!" All of a sudden, you love golf. It's like, it's fun for sure, but it's just—it's more that it's like I really can't do anything. So I have this like urge of like you know competition and it's like athletic outlet, and it's not there like I don't have a way to do it. And I'm like, let's just golf all the time. Yeah, but th- but even that takes a physical toll, you know, on the knee. So I've just been cushy dreams before, cushy dreams after. Cushy Dreams during. Well I went and played I went and played this course at uh Laz Industry Hills on Friday. I was terrible. That's a difficult course out there. It's like in Industry City. Cushy Dreams mid round to make sure I didn't
0: stiffen up. It's also helped my foot. Like I was talking about. After, you know, an eight mile run. It's very sore. I'm telling you, try the pre run. Ooh. I will. I'll try that today. Yeah. By the way, I think, and I don't know, maybe it's too quick to judge. I think maybe the last Star Wars was the best of the new three.
1: I didn't love it. Um. I thought I've I kind of thought the first one of the three was pretty good. Or maybe I'm but I almost they're feel all kind of like, blending together. Yeah, I
0: almost feel like I need to rewatch.
1: Yeah. I didn't love any of them. Me either. Yeah. I liked uh I liked Rogue One a lot.
0: Rogue One was good. I liked the Han Solo one.
1: Yeah, it was okay. I didn't love it. It was a little too, like, origin story Like, I know that was the point, but it was like, we always have to do that now. Like, everything's setting up a franchise, so it's always like, let's go and see how he became Han Solo.
0: Yeah. God, I was, that was my guy growing up, man. As a kid, I wanted I wanted to be Han Solo so much as like, I feel like you and Laz need to hang out. Laz is like Mr. Indiana
1: Jones. Laz lives by the mantra, what would Indiana Jones do? You guys are just Harris and Ford slurpers. Oh, I'm a fan, man. I mean, I was obsessed as a kid. Me, I'm a big regarding Henry, you know.
0: So it's a good movie too. Yeah. Ritz? <laughs> <laughs> Guarding it—that's a good one to throw out there. Yeah. That's a good movie, though.
1: Yeah, he but, had a good—I mean, uh, Harrison Ford had a solid run there for a
0: while. My buddy had a great Harrison Ford story. He was in a Whole Foods in Brentwood, probably. I don't know. That's where I—that's where I ran into
1: Harrison Ford was in Brentwood as well. So he must—that must be his neighborhood.
0: He said he's at a Whole Foods. Harrison Ford is there, and he is like. On the, he just does not want to deal with people. And, dude, you're you're one of the biggest stars. You've been one of the biggest stars for how many years? You're just walking through a Whole Foods shopping? Good luck with that. And he said he had that look through the checkout line. He was checking out right by him of, like, no one talked to me. But also he would make it worse, you know, by doing this. Yeah. Like looking all around, making sure no one's approaching him for pictures, to say hi and it was just like and i don't know why that makes me laugh so much cuz it's like dude you're you're Harrison Ford
1: yeah i saw Harrison Ford at a baseball field in Brentwood i think he was watching his kid play he was there with Callista and he was the same thing they were kind of like up in the corner and he was just like it there was a very clear like you know like those like little racks of bleachers yeah. that are like by every LA baseball field he was like up in the corner and it was very clear like it was social distancing before social distancing. Like, I don't know if he was making people not sit near him or whatever, but there was, like, a little aura around Harrison and Callista. where no, And everybody else is kind of, like, packed in. But I also heard a good story. Ben in Venice, our boy Ben Goldsmith, who actually has your golf clubs right now. I'm going to get him back from him today. He uh, he told us he was a waiter at a restaurant in, like, Brentwood or Santa Monica. And uh, Harrison Ford came in and was ordering and. And he just said, he was like, I don't know if he was high or what, but, like, it was like he had never ordered food before. He's like, all right, all right, what's your name? Ben? He's like, Ben, what's the deal with these meatballs? And Ben was like, uh, they're meatballs. You know what I mean? He, He said, like, everything he was asking was like, yeah, meatballs are really good. And he's like, but tell me about them. He's like, I, like, he was like, I didn't know what to do. Like, how do you explain... Yeah, there's all this pressure if you're talking to Harrison Ford. How do you explain to Harrison Ford, like how do you even conceptualize that Harrison Ford doesn't know what meatballs are yeah. and needs them explained to him? He was like, uh, they're like ground meat formed into the shape of balls and then we like pan fry them like, covered in sauce. They're meatballs. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get some of those. He's like, Okay, it's like, all right, what's the deal with this bruschetta? He's like, ah, it's like bread, with, you know, tomatoes, and yeah,
0: yeah, we'll take that. It's like it's like the, uh, it reminds me of the time that Michael Keaton made me try the wine because he didn't like it. Did I ever tell you this? No, love that, though. So he used to always come in the Hotel Shiana. I love that. I'm such
1: a, I'm a Michael Keaton stan. Yeah. I'll take Michael Keaton. Ten times out of ten, over Harrison Ford.
0: So he's always coming to Keaton all day. He's always coming to our restaurant uh, to eat, and he's kind of eccentric too. I mean, I think when you get to that level, you of... you get sp- to a
1: certain point of fame. Yeah, if you play a superhero or if you play Indiana Jones, you play. You're in Star Wars. The whole world knows you. You just don't even know what to do.
0: So he used to come in, and sometimes he'd bring. I don't know where he lived. He lived close by, and sometimes he'd put, like, a, a like a gorgeous girl up in a room, too. And that's when I learned his real name was Michael Douglas. I yeah. didn't know that until whatever. So he comes in one night, and I'm, I'm waiting on his table, and uh, he was always particular about his wine, and he tries whatever red wine it is. And obviously, you know this. Even when I did drink, I was not a wine guy. I knew nothing about wine. Even though we'd have to sit through those training classes at the restaurant, so he's like, he's like, come here, man. It's like, uh, I, I think the wine's kind of off. He's like I, I'm not feeling it, man. He's like, he's like, pull up a glass. And I'm like, oh god. And like, you know, I pour. Like he wants to watch me drink the wine. So then I grab the bottle, and I pour a little into a cup for myself. And he's like, what do you think, man? And I was like. I I didn't know what to say because I'm not a wine guy.
1: You should have been like I. My name is Andy Ruther. I run the original frat boys of comedy. I was like I don't even know good beer.
0: <laughs> I wanted to look at him and just be like I'm Batman. Yeah. I, like yeah. I, like I don't know what
1: you want from me, dude. I know. I would have been like I got to be honest, Michael Keaton. Uh, I don't know wine, but also you're Michael Keaton. You can send back good wine. I yeah. think the hotel's gonna fucking give you a new bottle. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, dude, if you don't like this. Yeah, they I don't think they're going to bust your balls about it. Beetlejuice? Yeah, no one gives a shit, man. Yeah. Just say you don't want the wine, you don't want the wine, you don't want the wine three times and it'll disappear. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you don't even have to go full Beetlejuice. Just say it once. Are they redoing Beetlejuice? I don't know. That was a that was the talk for a minute. I just watched rewatched Beetlejuice the other day. It's like one of my dad's favorite movies. Yeah, it's it's good. It's solid. What's funny is like it goes so fast. When you if I haven't watched Beetlejuice start to finish in a while. But like the plot of it's like crazy and obviously it's like a wild story and Tim Burton and all that stuff but like it go like th- the actual plot line of Beetlejuice goes so fast.
0: Yeah. I got to rewatch it. I've been watching the bubble.
1: The NBA bubble? Of yeah. course.
0: Yeah. How About this TJ Warren.
1: You know, I had a moment Yesterday or two days ago with T.J. Warren where I was like, man, I feel bad for the Pacers. They're going to trade T.J. Warren for like some, you know, no-namer and a bunch of draft picks that won't work. And I was like, oh, wait, they're, the pa- they're not the Knicks. <laughs> they're the Pacers. They're definitely going to keep this guy, and he's going to be good for a while. Like, yeah. they, they, have a, they have like a second superstar. I mean, not superstar now, but they have a second star, and they have a great team already. But they have a like if he plays like this, they have a second star. Which Phoenix gave him fifty million dollars for four four years, I believe, like last summer. Like they believed in him, so he has shown this before, but he didn't work out. Obviously, they gave and,
0: fifty million for him.
1: Yeah, and now that was the
0: cash considerations.
1: And now, well, that was Phoenix's deal for him last year when they signed him. Oh, okay, and then Indiana traded for him. So, but it was
0: cash. They basically paid cash for him,
1: right? So, uh, but well, but basically the trade was for, we'll give you cash considers, but now obviously they pay his contract. Do, yeah. you know I, do you know what I'm saying? But the point is, it was just like, I had a moment where I was like, this guy comes out of nowhere. This story's over. He'll be, you know, what, like they're going to, they'll, they'll give him to some other team for, for, you know, a first round draft pick 10 years from now that won't work out. And then I was like, Oh no, that's just my team. Only my team does that. Only my team fucking makes the worst decisions every time.
0: But you Paces know, are gonna be fine. In a way, we didn't know who he was, but he was a solid eighteen point a game guy. Right. No, I, I, I mean he mean, I, I mean, he was a top thing.
1: I knew who he was. He was a top fifteen pick.
0: This is a level. whole other leap. But I'm saying he was a top fifteen pick. Yeah. He went to NC State, so not exactly, you know, a big powerhouse basketball school. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was fifty million that Phoenix gave him.
1: So like, he had believers. He's just shooting so well. I'm telling you, it's the bubble. It's the whole. It's the fit. The actual physical size of these courts. All of these guys are talking about it. If you like, if you and it, it got it got pressed for like a minute that this was like a thing. But if you really dig in and you like go you Twitter search it Google like the guys talking about the the lack of a backdrop, the lack of a big arena behind the basket. The fact that there's basically the court ends, it gives them depth perception like they're playing in a gym.
0: This is how these guys really shoot. Well, it hasn't helped the Lakers. Right. They're shooting the worst they're shooting 25% for Because three. they don't have great shooters. They have the worst field goal percentage of the bubble, the worst three-point percentage of the bubble, the lowest points per game in the bubble. You don't seem worried. If I'm rooting for the Lakers, if I'm a Lakers fan, I think you need to be worried. I mean... I, they look well, abysmal offensively. Well, I got to say, first of all, I'm
1: not a Lakers fan, so I'm not rooting for the Lakers.
0: I'm just saying that in general.
1: Right, but... When it comes to, like, if I were a Lakers fan, would I be worried? Yeah, I guess. But at the same time, I'm not. You can't, you can't be that worried because who is playing exceptional? well? Like, the Suns are playing well. The Pacers are playing well. But when you look at, you know, we went through it uh, probably a week ago now when you got back. The Blazers are playing well? Right. The Blazers aren't even a playoff team right now. Yeah. But when you, when you look at it, we talked uh, last week about this time of, oh, it's going to be Lakers-Clippers uh, for the Western Conference Finals, the Bucs in the East. The Clippers aren't playing well. The Bucs aren't playing well. So there, I think that there's— well, well, the Clippers,
0: just they just beat the Blazers without Kawhi.
1: And then they lost to the Nets. True. They lost to the Lakers team that you're so worried about. They, like, you know, there's been—the the, the Clippers haven't looked good. I mean, the Clippers— Gave up 45 points to the Nets in the first quarter yesterday. I get guys are out, but this is the Doc Rivers defense. You have a 45 first quarter points to the Nets. And the Nets have looked good. But my point is, is like the bubble is changing everything in numerous regards. First of all, the shooting thing. You have guys like TJ Warren who are like losing their mind. Uh, then you have teams that aren't playing well, but, like, the Lakers are already the one seed, so are they on cruise control? But the Clippers are fighting for a playoff spot now, even to, like, remain the two seed, but they're not playing well. The Bucks are locked in, but they're not playing well. The Raptors are playing really well. Like, you know, I think that there is... If you're a Lakers fan, there's certainly cause for concern. If you're a Clippers fan, a Bucks fan, there's cause for concern. But there's also it's a little bit of preseason sure. for the playoffs. And honestly, if you look at the Lakers, and I know LeBron James isn't is a MVP finalist, but especially given the the guys that are out on the wing for the Lakers, offensively in terms of their strategy. It's going to be the LeBron and Anthony Davis show. And it's mostly going to be the LeBron facilitating the Anthony Davis, you know, doing the heavy lifting on the inside show. And so, really, it's just about getting those guys. Yes, they're going to need the shooting. They'll have to, I mean, guys are going to have to get hot,
0: you know? So, baseball and basketball basically came back at the same time. Yeah. And I've watched, basically every reds game or at least had it on in the background and i've come to the conclusion i want and i want your opinion on this for me between the two sports comparing without fans basketball's tougher to watch
1: basketball's tougher to watch for, for you were like out of the gate like baseball's horrific to watch without fans i've changed i think the basketball's awesome but i i i almost prefer the basketball bubble I, interesting
0: <laughs> yeah i've now 16 game what what am I 17 16 games in for baseball. Yeah, I for me I take I take back what I initially said. I've kind of gotten used to it. Basketball, I just struggle, man. I just want to see some fucking fans.
1: What is the I don't know what do the fans
0: provide you? It just the whether it's the fans or the small court, I feel like I'm watching like a high school basketball game, from the view, I th- I and feel like I th- want more court views. Does that make sense? Sometimes they go to the court view instead of the higher up view. I like that view. I prefer that view much better.
1: I-, I think what I like about the basketball is to me it does have that AAU basketball feel. It has a high school basketball game feel, but it's still the best players in the world. And I just like the way the game itself has changed. the The bubble has affected the NBA game. Sure, baseball hasn't been affected by having no fans from the actual gameplay. Yeah, except there's no fans there. I mean, of the two, I'd rather have. I'd for sure rather have baseball fans back. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm like. I'm like a bubble stand. I'm like leave the players in Orlando forever.
0: See, I'm not. I. It just. It feels like. You know the Drew League out here? Yeah. But all that shit is dope, dude. Rucker Park is
1: dope. The Drew League is dope. The The Warner Brothers lot basketball
0: games with Michael Jordan were dope. But hold on. AAU basketball is dope. Those Rucker and those Drew League games also have fans. That's what I'm saying. It feels like it's one of those games, but without fans, which means without the hype and without everybody going nuts – I don't know. I'm am just struggling. Like I'm already projecting myself watching seven game playoff series and I'm just like I don't know. I just don't I don't have the excitement, I'll be honest. I'm just that's just how I'm feeling. It doesn't mean I'm not going to watch them, but
1: the basketball's been awesome though. Like the games itself. We have had incredible games. We've had I I think, you know, the like again the gym feel the, the 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 way these guys certain guys have just been like shooting the the Luca between the legs traffic overtime like I feel like and I know we've got there's a whole like James Harden does this all the time great I, no, I'm a James Harden stand too so don't you, you don't have to convince me but it was the moment that he did it in I feel like that's a bubble move there. Yeah. I feel like he's like, we're just fucking around here, right? This is just practice. It's like it has – they're playing real games, but it's got this like like s- small gym intensity about it sure. that I love.
0: Well, the thing I really enjoyed about the bubble is talking to dirt balls on the Stakes app. That's been a lot of fun during the yeah. NBA games. yeah. I
1: jumped in there while you were in there. I think it was at the Lakers Rockets game for a minute on Thursday. I just I just jumped in for a minute, Uh, but I was in there a lot for uh, Nets Celtics. I love it, man. I love I love just like the little. I they come up with great great questions. Great questions. One the other day was like before the next timeout, will James Harden, how many like step step back back threes. threes? Like, he'll attempt two or more
0: zero to one, or none, and it was like, this is awesome. It's a great question. So, guys, if you haven't downloaded the Stakes app yet, do it right now. It's a new free app that takes game time to another level. You just watch the game, answer live questions, and you can win real cash. Again, it's sort of like HQ Trivia meets live sports meets your group chat. And it's totally free, and you get to talk to each other, which... I love, we're having discussions with the dirt balls. We're talking trash. Everyone's roasting me. I ran out of coins the other day. That's how bad I was. Ran out of coins. My coins went down to zero. And it's available during all the sports games. So you hop in the app, you answer questions, you wager some coins, talk trash to dirt balls. And the best part is we have our own private dirty sports group chat. That
1: truly really is the best part. You go in when I go in, there's like the public group for the game and then there's the dirtball group. And you go in and the dirt balls, it's it's awesome. It's just dirtballs talking trash with other dirtballs, making their bets, you know, doing whatever I see there's a lot of Ruther roasting going on in there, Ruther cursing. People want to know what you bet on each one so they can bet against you. Exactly. I love.
0: Yeah. Hedge against me. So join our private dirty sports group chat after you download the stakes app from the app store. Enter group code DIRTY and you're in. It's that easy. Download the app, enter group code DIRTY, and you're in. You guys, again, can chat and compete with us along with other dirt balls. Plus, Stakes is offering our private group members special game time perks that increase your chances of winning free cash. Stakes is currently only available on iPhones and the iPad, but you play for free. No credit card or purchase necessary. So download the Stakes app today.
1: Download those things up right now. Yeah. Get in there for some bubble games. It's probably a bubble game going on right now.
0: Guaranteed there's one on right now. Yeah. Or come talk trash about my Reds. Yeah. I, I mean, God, don't even get me started.
1: The Are the World Series hopes gone from here?
0: No, they're dancing not Dancing through your head? It's just like I struggle with like how good the starting pitching has been. And you just... you're Welcome
1: like, to Life as a Mets fan. Like... Congratulations.
0: <laughs> Welcome. Water's warm. It, I've been here for 20 years. I, I posted that thing on Twitter the other day. As of Friday, three of the top four strikeout leaders in all of baseball were Cincinnati Reds. And I'm like, wait, we're 6-8 and eight today? And we have this much... Bullpens dom- are important. Yeah.
1: And, Especially now with the way pitchers
0: are taken out early. And hitting when you need to hit is important. It's just like... Uh, but I did enjoy that, that Oakland uh Houston
1: brawl. Razor Ramon Laureano going crazy.
0: Dude, what I'm just gonna say this about the Astros. Just take Shut the fuck yes, up. Just yes. Just take the L. Yeah. Just take it. You cheated for an entire season.
1: Everybody hates you.
0: You got caught. Everybody every
1: fan in baseball is rooting for guys to fight you, rooting for people to hit you. Jose Altuve, dude. Do you, I mean, has there been a bigger Jose Altuve stand than me? I was on the Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa are the greatest middle infield of all time. Prove me wrong. I have a viral tweet about the size of Altuve's dick. The, the bottom line is they're bad when they don't know what's coming. Jose Altuve looks like he doesn't belong in the major leagues. Can't even feel his position anymore. The Astros are assholes, take your fucking L. The idea that some bench coach or some whoever, I don't even know who that guy was. He's not even wearing a hat. By the way, how are you even in a Major League Baseball dugout without a baseball cap on? Yeah, That that should be the death penalty. Who's defending the Astros at this point?
0: Dumbass Astros fans. They've lost five in a row. Yeah, they're bad. Just take your lumps i I hate like guys, and then
1: you know Joe Kelly didn't hit somebody Get eight games that the dude on the Astros hit uh, Lorreana was hit, I believe three times in the series. That's not an accident that is not an accident.
0: I don't understand you're the ones who cheated, and you're throwing it the you're other team about it they're
1: they're the Patriots fans all over again. they're the Patriots.
0: Revenge.
1: Revenge for what? Cheating? We're on a revenge tour. Tom Brady's going to get everybody back for getting caught cheating. I don't know. Where's the revenge? This is like. This, Reverse psychology? This is like a rapist getting out of jail and be like, watch out, ladies. I'm getting that revenge for you putting me in jail for rape. Like, what?
0: They're talking shit to a guy who gets hit all series. While he's on first base. It makes no sense.
1: Yeah. And then the guy who's talking shit literally hides behind people. Shout out to Razor Ramon for charging their dugout. Going full Amir Garrett. Charging the dugout. I feel like Amir. He charged the dugout. I love it. Yeah. This This has happened twice in two seasons now. Guys like I'll fight your whole dugout. And then the guy who's talking shit hides behind a bunch of other people. It's the pussiest shit I've ever seen. But he has officially earned that Razor Ramon tag. Yeah. He's like, I'm the bad guy.
0: Again, I said this before, I'll say it again. I don't think I've hated a team more in my lifetime as much as I hate the Houston Astros. And they only give me reason to hate them more every single week. Yeah. Dude, you cheated. You got caught. Take the L. It's fine. Like, move on. I've never wanted to see a team fail more. And I'm taking great pleasure in watching them play poorly. Yeah.
1: Everybody is, except for douchebag Astros fans. Which is funny, because every tweet under it, there's like five of those
0: guys. They all—you know, you know what's funny, too? I've noticed about the douchebag Astros fans on Twitter— they all have, like, their background picture or their profile picture. Is, like, the trophy. Is, hold, is, like, Correa or one of the guys holding up the trophy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's the equivalent of, like, the wraparound sunglasses hat in a car photo.
0: No, it's the equivalent of a Patriots fan with, like, the Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah.
1: The Tom Brady, like, six ring hands. Or, like,
0: Tom Brady's yeah. body with a goat but on we've, his head.
1: But we've all seen, like, the, the MAGA compilation
0: yeah, I've seen that. Yeah,
1: like that. That we could do one of those with Astros. There's guys. a fun.
0: By the way, there's a there's a funny opposite of that one.
1: It's just all the triggered people,
0: and there's there's a few funny ones of those out there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Astros fans are are like r- quickly moving up my list as far as.
1: But th- there are those people that are under every. It's like amazing that there's five of them under every tweet, a- and like they're like. It, it is something when, like, it really does remind me of that same kind of vibe. Like, it's like today, did you see the video that was going around today of, like, the black teenagers with cops drawing their rifles on them? Yeah, I saw it. Like, and then there's uh, under that, there's five people that are like, well, maybe we should hear the full report. <laughs> it's like, okay. But, like, also, Those people were getting attacked. You know what I mean? And so it's the same thing. There's five guys under everything now. Everything. It doesn't matter how absurdly in one direction it is. It's one guy trying to fight all the Astros for cheating. They're like, oh, well, yeah, he didn't make it super far into the dugout, though, did he? And you're like, okay. He tried to fight the whole team for being a bunch of cheaters. Uh, let's see the let's see the video of fucking the A's doing it. What about the like and the what about the Dodgers or what about the Red Sox is like what about Chicago? Like the what aboutism that crosses over everything on social media now is so gross.
0: Well, I think sometimes what about can make sense, but unless you're pulling it out of nowhere, but but it has to apply
1: to what the fuck you're talking about. A, they, like, the what about the Dodgers has nothing to do with the fact that people hate the Astros. What about, what about the Red Sox? Okay, when the Red Sox fucking get drilled, we can talk about the Red Sox. What does that have to do with a guy in the the Astros division wanting to fight the Astros for being cheating fucks? Maybe Razor Ramon wants to fight the, the Red Sox, too. We'll deal with that when they if they ever get back to cross-divisional baseball play again. What about the Red Sox? They cheated too. Shut the fuck up. It's like the your team cheats. Literally the whole world is the your team cheats now. Every single person alive is the your team cheats.
0: Well, it all goes back to accountability. And what I've learned, at least in 2020... As a country, we have none. We already didn't have much. But to me, like that's what it is. It's it's just accountability. Nobody says I fucked up or I made the bad decision or I shouldn't have done. Like, like that's what this is. Just accept it. We all the thing is as humans, not to get too philosophical, we're all flawed. We all make mistakes. Just admit when you do, it's fine. I I got worked up this weekend on a text exchange with somebody. And I end up apologizing. I was like, "What? Like, I'm sorry. I, I should, I should not, I should not have let let it work me up." But that's what happened. Like, nobody just wants to say, "Dude, I was fucking wrong," and social media makes it so much worse. Like, the Astros didn't even just openly say they fuck. Like, they right. didn't even issue a worthwhile apology to concede that they cheated
1: yeah it's ridiculous i mean you you want it it, but it's it's so ridiculous that the leaps people make and the way people just want to like oh yeah yeah fight the astros they're a fucking bunch of cheaters and some guys like you probably fucking love the nba this supports chinese communism you're like what does this have to do with the astros dog
0: So, on a uh, different note, but within the division, I don't know if you saw this. I didn't. I only saw it on the rundown. The A former Angels staffer has been charged in the death of Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs, who tragically died last year. Did he provide him with the things that... He did. So... You know he had that awful combo of fentanyl and oxycodone in his system. So, the former staffer of the Angels was arrested because he provided the drugs. But but I don't. I'll be honest, man. I I don't fully understand this. Like he provided them, so I, I get the arrest for that. But like. I know I have to be sensitive on this issue, but we we have to take responsibility as humans. It's awful what happened, but he took the drug. Like I see this statement from the family, and it, it's a tough read for me because I read it and I'm like, it's kind of like.
1: I haven't read it. I don't. What was the guy's? Was he a team doctor? Was he a team?
0: Like there, look. There's he was the director of communications for the Angels. Okay, so the DEA charged him.
1: Yeah, I mean I will have to read the story.
0: It's there's this is I'm what, sure this the is, I isn't murder, this is what, what I don't murder. This is what I don't mean? like about the family statement. And again, it sucks that your son died. It's tragic. That does not downplay it. But I don't like this statement. It says, the family is deeply heart, heartbroken to learn that Tyler would be alive today were it not for a pill containing fentanyl that was provided by the director of communications of the Angels. Guys, he didn't have to take it. I, that, that's all I'm saying. Well, like, that's why I asked what the
1: guy's position was. It's like the idea that like, I think there's a different thing, you know, obviously being charged with malpractice, if you're the team physician, if you're a team trainer, if you're a team something, and you give this guy medication or do you give this guy a pill or you give this guy whatever and you tell him to take it that's the whole thing with steroids back in the day was these guys weren't getting it from their train they were getting it from their personal trainers sure they were going outside and they were getting it i mean the same thing when we had merriman on our show talking about you know when he got popped for peds peds he's like i took something from somebody outside of my team outside of the team yeah and i trusted him and it's like taking something from somebody who you're trusting with your physical care is one thing the director of communications i mean come on Uh, why didn't you why didn't you take it from the rally monkey like who the what is this guy's and and that's and again
0: that's my problem And again this is a statement released from the. and they
1: also by the way also from a criminal aspect this is something that Always happens has, always happened in the war on drugs in the United States. Oh, it's such a is, farce. Which is that people who are like loosely tied to something pay a lot of the the crime. You know what I mean? There are guys who are in jail for a long time because people took ecstasy at their fucking house party. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or well, people. Like, well, look. Whatever. It's it,
0: again. It, exactly. It's. You have to take some and I just talked about it with the Astros fans. It's guys, it's it's applies everywhere. The personable personal accountability.
1: Now I'll have to read, you know, the details of this more, but like just the idea of asking you the pertinent details of he was the director of communications. I don't really know why a guy's listening to him in terms of what he should or should not take anyway.
0: Yeah. And like I said, it doesn't downplay the sad nature of the story, but, you know, you're 27 years old. You're old enough to understand what you're putting in your body when the director of communications, maybe he didn't fully understand, but like Joe's saying, it's not the team doctor.
1: Well, the fentanyl thing in the United States is a big problem. Fentanyl it's being, is deadly. It, but it's also being used to be cut with things or whatever. And then people go, oh, we found it in there. And it's like, the, oh, he didn't know he was taking fentanyl. He thought he was doing this and doing that and it's like but you were still doing those things. You were still taking like look a, a, you were still taking drugs from somebody that you shouldn't trust
0: and then they put some bullshit in it. I'll tell you what guys, I am I've been and I've as I get older even more. I am so anti-pill. Obviously I know you just had knee surgery, so maybe I don't know as well cuz I haven't been in those shoes, but I I am big anti pill i we have a serious opioid crisis in our country i think it's garbage
1: but here's the thing this is this is like a perfect example i had me my i am not anti pill i was like give me the painkillers okay now we have an opioid crisis in the country so the doctors and the nurses and everything they are so aggressively i mean just in breaking my wrist 15 years ago or whatever, which is, was way less painful. Like when I broke my wrist, it was like, ah, take all these. Here's a bunch of fucking painkillers. And I I literally had bottles of painkillers for like years after because I wasn't taking them. I didn't need them. And I would go, oh yeah, well, it's time for a re-up. I'll just, look, I'm a 20 something year old guy. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't I re-up my painkillers until I'm out of, out of refills? Sure. You know what I mean? So for years after, I had Percocets. And it was like, oh, glass of wine, little Percocet, you know what I mean? It's just a nice little Tuesday night. But now, they were so strict on it. Like, every time I wanted to refill, it was a process for this. And I'm still in pain. And when I play golf now, or when I do this physical therapy, and when I do anything active... When I go on long walks to try to stretch it out and I come back, I could use a painkiller. Yeah. But they won't give it to me. Here's what I didn't do. I didn't go to the streets trying to buy Percocet off a guy who lives in a tent in Venice Beach because of shit like this. Yeah. I'm not trying to get some fentanyl pill from the the Venice Beach Survivor Hut drug dealer. Yeah. Okay, my doctor says I can't get anymore. more. I guess I just gotta tough it out. I guess it's just cushy dreams for me.
0: Yeah. Which is what I advocate for real. I am I'm a lunatic now. Like I've gotten to the point, and we'll see if I, you know if I was ever in your position, how I'd handle it. Because I might handle it differently. But like I don't even like taking ibuprofen now. I am. I don't know, man. I just, I don't like, I don't like pills. I'd rather stick to something natural, like CBD, like cannabis, crack, heroin. You know, meth, the natural stuff. Meth, not natural. <laughs> Most of that's not, yeah. I'm just fucking around. Uh, hard knocks, Joe. Yeah debuts tomorrow what the hell are they gonna do hard knocks this year has both la teams the chargers and the rams
1: be a lot of swabbing what
0: the hell is this year's hard knocks gonna be social
1: distancing a lot of precaution a lot of microphones on sticks
0: the microphone on the stick is so ridiculous yeah it's so absurd the Microphone's on the stick. You mean to tell me you're in the bubble, and you again? You're with these people. You can't walk right up next to. And they're all
1: hugging each other and chest bumping and whatever. But like Rachel Nichols is where they draw the line.
0: Like Lisa Salters can't actually stand next to Kawhi. Look, I
1: mean, I think it's fine because you're setting a you know you're you're trying to you're trying to be an example. But it is hilarious. The microphone on the stick. But what the hell is Hard Knocks going to be, man? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited to see.
0: So it's the two L.A. teams in the brand-new stadium that I'm assuming. Today's August 10th.
1: We're a month away. Today, what, yesterday
0: was what? Supposed to be a month? Well, September 10th is the first game, which is a Thursday. Right. So it would be the 13th is the first game. Right. First Sunday game. There's no way there's fans in L.A., right? No. No. This brand-new stadium. Zero percent chance. I say zero percent chance. It's going to waste. Yeah. I just don't know what they're going to do for Hard Knocks. I don't know either. I'm very curious. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm glad there's
1: two teams because I think it's going to need they They'll need it. Yeah, I agree. Who's wearing the flip-flops this year? Hopefully, no one with COVID going around. Don't be that guy. Don't wear shower shoes.
0: I'd be wearing shower Timberlands. I'm just—I'm real curious how this is going to play out. I'm excited, though. I'm trying to think who who's going to be good for this, because we just saw the Rams a few years ago. Right. Gurley's gone. Gurley's gone. You still have Goff yeah mcVeigh obviously wasn't there right I think he'll be good Anthony Lynn's kind of just like you got you
1: got quarterback stuff in San ch- Diego The Chargers you got Tyrod Taylor <laughs> and your boy the the
0: Justin herbert i mean i'm come on I gave up the chargers tickets am I off them again are you uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who are you more interested in
1: as a fan? I'm just interested in the season. I mean, Let's honestly, I think the the you had a nice little Rams bridge. You had a bridge to LA football. The Rams went to a Super Bowl while you were a Rams fan. I think you just bail on the I think you just go full Chargers out. I mean, you're you were a s- Chargers season ticket holder. Of course, the, I, the Andy Ruther curse, first time you ever season tickets, they canceled the season.
0: I o- I still own two tickets. Right. The license. Right. So I still own two seats in that stadium. It's kind of cool to say, by the way. Yeah. Like I have two seats in that new stadium, which I might n- never go to because who knows what's happening. So college football is not going to happen. Is that. Have, do we have updates? I, I looked. There's nothing. I mean, it's not going to happen. If the Big Ten. Honestly. I mean, there are some crazy things floating around. Did you see some of these crazy things? No. I
1: just want to say about the SEC. I don't care either way.
0: you see seeing crazy things like the— I mean, these might be just clearly with—just out of the blue. I'm seeing things like schools could go rogue. Like, SEC is like, we're playing, and they're going to like— It's like wrestlers. Ohio State's like, we're in. We're joining the SEC this year. I mean, that is
1: exactly what I'm talking about. I mean— what should happen immediately if he was if he could do it fast enough is the rock should just be like, Bring bring your helmets. Let's go. Buckeyes versus You know, Crimson Tide. XFL. XFL. Today. Oh, I love it. Right? These guys are like, Well, my eligibility, who cares? You're not getting an education? Trevor Lawrence doesn't give a shit. I think Trevor Lawrence is ever gonna use his fucking his diploma? For
0: day in his life? No. Well, he's not getting mean, He's only, you know, this would be his third year. Right. What's going to happen is that Saturdays are going to be open. Saturdays were
1: already open for me because I've known college sports, athletics were a sham the entire I, time. I'm talking
0: from the NFL's perspective. Yeah. And they're going to say. And they're going to go bubble style. They're going to say, oh. They're, they're going to take Saturdays. We got Saturdays now, bitches. NFL's going to say we got Monday football, Thursday night football. They should just Saturday. go Thursday
1: to Monday. They should go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Just have Tuesday, Wednesday off. Honestly, I would dial back. You have no high school football either, for the most part. I don't even know. Yeah, a lot of states don't have it. There's no high school football in California. Uh, I would dial back. I would, I would move Thursday to Friday. Friday night lights, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's a four day weekend. NFL.
0: How many how many wives or girlfriends in America hate the thought of NFL happening Thursday through Sunday? Monday. Yeah. Thursday through Monday.
1: I gotta think a lot of wives are like, also with the quarantine, like, great, fine, go to the man cave. Leave me alone. I'm gonna drink wine and make TikTok videos. You go watch football.
0: TikTok, man, it's on the brink.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see about nothing's, all that.
0: Nothing's gonna happen if it's bought by an American company,
1: right? I'm not sure anything's gonna happen regardless. The, Trump doesn't like. There's there's a whole there's the whole there's like two different things here, and w- we don't need to do the whole politics conspiracy whatever. But like, this has nothing to do with China and all our information. F- Facebook's been mining our information the entire time. They just happen to be giving it to Trump and. Whatever, like, all these companies are all mining our... Like, if you have an Alexa, Amazon's already sent you an email being like, we owe you some money because Alexa's been listening to every single thing you say the entire time you've had her plugged in. Uh, yeah, but- All of this stuff is mining all of our information. True. Trump just doesn't like that those TikTokers fucked with his little rally and said they were going to take a bunch of tickets. So they don't... He doesn't want fucking little TikTokers fucking with the election
0: and being like... Don't fucking vote for Trump. Yeah, but I think TikTok, I've been, you know, I've been pretty anti-TikTok from the beginning because, remember, that's where I drew the line. Right. I mean, everything else I own is China. Right, So exactly. I'm, a, I'm a giant hypocrite. Right. But I, I got to draw the line somewhere. That TikTok was that for me.
1: But you drew the line because it's a Chinese company? Yes, that's where you drew the line? <laughs> For real.
0: I know. It makes no sense. <laughs>
1: because the whole thing, well, it's, I don't even, first of all, there's so many Chinese companies, but like the whole, it's not even about it being a Chinese company. Do you, do it's you know about the Andy
0: Ruther conspiracy? It's
1: about China mining your data, yeah. right? And using you again. But like, this is the Andy Ruther. Cool. Theory. Have my data.
0: This is the Andy Ruther theory. COVID comes from China. Obviously they let it happen. They force us into quarantine what what has just shot up through the ro- the shot up just so much the use and downloads of TikTok by Americans because of the result of a disease that China created therefore they're getting more of our information so right. now i'm not doing right.
1: it but also make sure you tune into our past episodes of the dirty sports on via zoom that we did while andy was in cincinnati the other Chinese company that mines all your data. And we did 50 episodes of the dirty sports podcast on.
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. And, <laughs> so, and again, look, I've stood, I've stood by, I'm a giant hypocrite too. This is the, it's w- not even
1: about being a hypocrite. It's just about being like,
0: this is the weird I'm drawing the line
1: here. Plus to be, and, a- and, and by the way, cool. That's like it. it, it is about the hypocrisy and drawing a line. It's like, if Trump, really believed that it was a Chinese thing that he has wanted, then that's a different story. But I actually don't think that has anything to do with that. He's also making his ties in China still and, cool. you know, deal and like giving all of our information. Everybody's information is being mined through. Well, I mean, how many times has Facebook been accused of just stealing all of our information and selling it to everybody who who will pay them for it and whatever, but it's okay because, Mark Zuckerberg is American? Like, is he? I don't know. He's a robot. He's yeah, a, he's exactly. A, he's like, AI. He he doesn't care who's buying it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't give a shit. He's just selling it. He's a, he's a drug dealer like everybody else. So, like, if that was the real thing, it's like, oh, China is, like, mining our dad, That would be one thing. But Trump doesn't like it because it, of people like Chris Wilde who just use TikTok to put up anti-Trump videos. By the way, I told Chris Wilde to get on TikTok. I was like, "You'll be the king of TikTok." Of course, he's blowing up on TikTok. It's built for a guy like Chris Wild.
0: To be honest, since I don't have TikTok, and obviously I'll see, I see some of the reposts on Twitter and Instagram, I don't really fully know what TikTok is. And 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 part you of pretty much
1: do, but yeah,
0: part of me wants to see TikTok.
1: It's Vine, but you can use other people's sounds. Is basically the gist of it.
0: I kind of want Vine. S- I kind of want to see it go. But by the way, speaking of social media, w- what's happening in Snapchat these days? I've it's, been I've been off it for. It's still a thing. It is. It is. I mean, t- technically, yeah. So they still have money. Yeah. So, I they, guess. so they can clean up where they used to be, which has now turned into a homeless. Well, they bailed
1: enclave. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, but like, but like that's a great example of. That's a great example of like, oh, we're like the boogeyman is like TikTok and Do you remember when Market Street had when it was Snapchat, Snap-
0: huh? Snapchat's headquarters down the yeah, street.
1: But do you remember how clean it was? It was pristine because there was like r- armed Russian guards, yeah, outside every building. Like literally, f- like Thanos was guarding every building. There was like five, like guys wearing sunglasses, yeah, with. Pistols on their hips outside of like four buildings. Dude, what are you protecting? The dog face filter? Like, <laughs> my my point is, unless they're doing evil shit, they don't have armed guards outside. So, so now was up to some equally evil shit.
0: I used to always.
1: What if they come in and they figure out the next thing we're going to do is turn you into a unicorn?
0: <laughs> Shoot them on sight. When I used to go to your place, that's how I would go. I'd walk down Market Street because it was filled with security and the street was pristine and I felt safe. Now, that street looks like Mad Max.
1: Because Snapchat left. Snapchat left. left and now there's nothing on the street, so no one to call and complain. And so now it's Homeless Village.
0: If you guys want to leave your opinion, suggestions, questions, call our hotline, 310-359-8365. We'll get to calls next episode, I promise. Can't wait. Once again, 310-359-8365. Subscribe, YouTube, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TheDirtySports. Don't follow me on TikTok because I don't support that. <laughs> and follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Andy Ruther. I support those hard-working Americans <laughs> from Facebook.
1: At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Picture Life on Twitter. I don't know who owns Venmo, but I'm at Joe Prano. Hopefully it's an American company.
0: I think they're like, owned by PayPal, like right?
1: We're the fucking, like, we're the fucking—like, we're the safe, reasonable people. like get got to trust America. Yeah, hopefully— at Joe Prano on Venmo. Uh, yeah, that's I don't I don't really have anything else. We're gonna golf on Thursday, post show. We'll have to we'll or just have to get some side bets going.
0: I'm down for side bets. What time's our tee time?
1: One ten. So we're gonna have to start. That's that's something we should announce around. Right start a little early on Thursday. What time do you think we should start this on Thursday so that we're we can be out we can be out at Penmar for a one ten tee time?
0: If we start at nine thirty. We start at 9.30. You can get it up and published and everything? I think we'll be good. I'm excited. So you get my clubs today? Yeah. Cool.
1: I was going to get your clubs today just in case you want to hit the range. You let me know later. But either way, I'll have them. Yeah.
0: Well, if I if I get this loaded, maybe bust out a run. The good
1: thing is Penmar, you don't lose balls at Penmar. So uh, I, I, w- I, w- I, w- I want to check your bag. and.
0: I wish when I shank them it goes right into a homeless guy's tent. It will. There's a fence there. It will if you go. Yeah.
1: it's But it's a, it's a regular fence. I mean, you'll hit a. You can hit a homeless person through that fence for sure. That's a side bet right there. Yeah. No penalty if you hit a homeless person. If it goes out of bounds but doesn't hit a homeless
0: person, that's a stroke. God, we're terrible. All right, guys. That's the show. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. And as always, stay dirty.